1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. This is Get Up Show.
2: Well, this truly is exciting. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 16th one of these. Can you believe it?
0: Woo, sweet 16.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I this is really nice. That was we one can of drive my, now. That was one of my favorite Billy Idol songs. Remember that? Sweet 16 by Billy Idol? No. No. <laughs> Sweet 16. Uh, so this is the Simon Says Podcast with the Get Up Show. Be sure you subscribe or like it or any of that stuff. Whatever it is you say at the beginning of these. I'm Sean and Charlie and Maddie are here as well. Hi. Oh, hi. What's the first movie you ever remember seeing in your whole life, Charlie?
0: Uh, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to say probably like the Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that's one of mine too. What about you, Maddie?
3: I have a real vivid memory of seeing the Jungle Book in the movie theater and being terrified at one point and like squirming around in my seat and actually watching part of the movie. You know the little window that the projection comes through? Yes. Yeah. Like watching it up there and with my
2: back to the screen. Because you were turned around in the seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one, the the thing that I remember being my first movie experience was on TV and it was on CBS. You remember when they used to have the drums playing and those reels roll out and it was like, bum ba da bum bum ba-da-bum, bum 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 and the drums would come rolling out, and I think yeah. it was like Sunday night. It was one of the Planet of the Apes movies. It might have been the oh. first Planet of the Apes movie. Wow. And that that's the first movie I ever remember seeing. And uh, then Wizard of Oz probably after that stands out. And Wizard of Oz used to be an annual.
0: Yeah, of course. Remember? I mean, that was Gather the Family around the TV, and it's on tonight. I also remember seeing, like in the theater, I feel like, the Aristocats might have been one of the Ooh, first ones I ever saw.
2: Good movie, the first movie I ever saw in a theater. I'll never forget that. It was Star Wars when it came out because we didn't have a theater. There was one theater yeah. on the Eastern Shore, um, and that was in the in town. It wasn't near where I lived. It was in town in Anacoc, and um, I saw Star Wars <clears throat> when we got to North Carolina in like Fayetteville. And that was my first movie theater experience. And when I heard that we were going to see Star Wars, I pictured in my mind starfish because I had no idea what's that. What's Star Wars?
0: <laughs> Stars I mean, are going to fight against each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that TV show. <laughs> I had I had no idea what it was going to be, um, but yeah, it, it's amazing how those those like scenes stick out in your mind from your first movie experiences. And Wizard of Oz in particular, if you ever watch it now, if you watch the full uncut version of it, you'll say to yourself or you'll feel yourself preparing for the commercial breaks where they happened when you watched TV all those years. Like when the lion jumps out the window, there was always a commercial right there. (laughs) You know, I remember
3: there's only a couple, but I remember like my dad took me to Return of the Jedi and that I remember going to see that. And the other one was we went and saw Terminator 2 together back in the day. Like those were like big movie moments for us. And then beyond that, the only other one that really stands out was me and a roommate in college being super psyched to go see Pulp Fiction in the theater when it came out. That was so good.
0: So in my hometown, we had a, a mo- an old movie theater that had been there since, I don't know, the 1920s or something like that. And at one point, it was just one screen, but it had a balcony. And mm-hmm. they took it and converted it to where the balcony area, they closed that off and made that another screen. Huh. And so then we had a dual screens, and you could see two movies at a time. And I remember there were people who went to the upper screen to watch some movie, and I'm going to say maybe it was... Firefox or something like that but the rest of us the rest of probably my whole hometown was downstairs watching Rocky Rocky 4 I think oh wow and they said they could hear us cheering through the theaters because everybody was so into the movie
3: isn't it always funny when you're in a movie theater and there's like a real quiet scene and you hear like the the biggest action movie of all
2: time is in the screen next to you and you just hear like
1: yeah
2: (laughs) yeah But that's that's new though. Like I'm, I'm like you, Charlie. When I was growing up, we had the Embassy downtown Henderson, which was a standalone, and it also had a balcony. But it, it remained a standalone until they tore it down. And that's where we used to have Saturday movies. We would get a little strip of, of tear off movie tickets, where you tear this off and bring fifty cents, and you could go see like um, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster or It was like all the Godzilla movies and they would be Saturdays during the day and of course they made no money on that, but they were counting on all the kids buying popcorn and, you know, candy bars and stuff.
0: Well, on our no um, other movie. In our movie theater in our hometown when I was really, really little, and this was something that carried over from I don't know, like the sixties and whatever, is that they would have a talent show on Saturday mornings before the matinee. And people got to get up on the stage and do their little talent. And then the owner of the theater would hold his hand over top of people's heads and they would cheer and that person would win some cool prizes.
2: Did you ever do a talent?
0: Heck no. I was like four. (laughs)
2: Well, was it people you knew?
0: Well, yeah, it was people in the town. Actually, there was this one man and everyone will still talk about it. People who were kids at that time, you know how every town has a character. Well, one of our characters was Bill Conley, and he was a man who who hung out at the area baseball field and he was everybody knew him. And, you know, he had some mental challenges, but he was super, super nice and everyone knew him. And he would go up there every Saturday and sing. You ain't nothing but a hound dog
2: (laughs) every Saturday.
0: Yes, every Saturday. And he he won quite often, too, because everybody just loved him.
3: That's almost like the basic version of like an open mic. Like yeah. That was your your chance for people in your town to go and, and show their talents and, and and be loved by society, which I sure. can't even imagine now.
2: <laughs> talent, talent shows make me cringe so hard. Well, you know, I think they're awesome when they do them. Like my, my little girls after school program, they do one every year. And it's like the biggest single event they do all year. And every kid that wants to can be in it. And it doesn't matter what they do. They do magic tricks, they do karate, they sing, they dance, they tell jokes, whatever they want to do. And it's, they're so supportive. You know, I I wish there was more of that, you know? And
0: that's, that is great because anytime you try and take it on a larger level than that, you know, like back in the day, what we did at the movie theater and at the schools and stuff, it's more organic. And it's like, you know what, any talent you've got, throw it out there. But now it's like, Everybody thinks they've got to be American Idol quality, yeah. And, you know, crazy, talented, whatever. Getting up there with their guitar and this, is, ri- it's this is an original <laughs> piece
3: of music I wrote, and I and I'm going to perform it for you right now. I taught myself how to play.
2: Did you guys ever walk out of a movie? No, I've never.
3: never. never. No, no matter how bad or you know, I've never left.
1: I've fallen
0: I, asleep in a couple.
3: Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I paid to see so, sleep through so many children's m- movies with my daughter. It's not even funny.
2: You didn't uh, fall asleep in any on your own when you were an adult?
3: Yeah, but I really dozed off hard on some of hers. There were some oh, real... Yeah.
2: Remember duds. Freebirds? The one with the turkeys? Yes. Oh, dude, I slept through that whole thing. Do you remember that squirrel one, the nut
3: job or whatever?
2: Oh, yeah. Was and that mo- the name of
3: it? Yeah, that was a good one. And the Peanuts movie was a good one. for, for The what Nabi. movie? The Peanuts. <laughs> was what, the, was, the, it was at a special theater. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Was that a kid's movie?
2: <laughs> 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 oh, that was I, so boring. <laughs> I tell you, I walked out on two. One, as an adult, it was Wagons East with John Candy and... Um, oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? The comedian. Anyway, I made it through... Uh, more than half of it, but it was so bad. That was the only one as an adult I walked out of. And as a child, my mom took me and a couple of our friends to see this horror movie called Alligator. You ever remember Alligator with the giant alligator? that yeah. smashed cars and ate people. It came up out of the sewer and ate people. Yeah. We, we got there and there was a short line and I got myself so worked up on the way to the theater I was scared, and I didn't say anything. Everybody else was excited. I didn't say anything, but I got myself so worked up in the car, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be so scary. I don't know I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay. And then we got in line, and I'm looking at the movie poster, and it's got the alligator with blood on his teeth and squashing cars and stuff. Wait, so why was we, your mom
0: taking you to see
2: this? Nah, she was progressive. I don't know. So we got all the way up there, and we were next to get the tickets. And I don't remember what I said to my group. But I turned around and walked out of the theater, out of the mall, and walked home. I did not stay for the movie. Yeah.
1: Whoa.
2: Alligator.
0: Yeah. The only one I remember, like I specifically remember falling asleep in, was Dogma.
3: Oh, really? Really? Good movie.
0: Uh, Oh. Wait.
3: That was a good movie. I just thought of one. I did walk out of a movie. It was what? it was at the Boston Museum of Science, and they had one of those like IMAX theaters, but it was it was way more intense. Like the screen goes up and around, and that's where I realized I have a weird phobia of inclines. <laughs> I freaked out and I had to leave. My mom had to oh, wow. take me out of the theater because I couldn't. I constantly felt like I was gonna fall out, like just fall. Uh, really? Yeah, it's the only time I've walked out of a movie. Stupid Leonard Nimoy in your
2: smug commentary about underwater life. <laughs> <laughs> didn't paul reiser do a couple of movies wasn't he like yeah. an actor in a couple of movies oh yeah he they, was in aliens they
0: tried they tried to make him movie guy but he's better on tv
3: he was like the bad uh, company guy in aliens
2: was he yeah Jeez, i'm trying to find him because there was a movie when i was living in virginia beach i went with a group of guys Uh, We went to the Japanese steakhouse and had, like, Mai Tais and zombies. And then we went to this Paul Reiser (laughs) movie across the street. And I remember waking up while the movie's showing. I was asleep, and I woke up and looked over at Henry the Bull (laughs) Del Toro and heard him just sawing logs (laughs) on one side of me. And then I looked at Johnny Crook, another radio guy on the other side of me, sleeping with his chin down, and I thought, Oh my god, how are they not kicking us out of here? And then I went back to sleep.
3: You know, <laughs> another one where I almost had to leave, but it was there was factors involved. A bunch of my friends when the Which Batman was it with the the Joker with Heath Ledger? Was it the I Dark Knight Rises or whatever? Anyway. Maybe. We all went, but of course, none of my friends could get their act together, and we were all hungover. So by the time we got all rallied up, only thing available was front row, Oh, and gosh, so no. I was hungover front row, like watching that thing <laughs> straight up, and I got started to get the swoon, you know, when you start to get the sweats, oh, no. like I like flop sweat, yeah. and there was real touch and go there for a minute, but I was able to balance it out and kind of chill out. But I, yeah, there was a second where I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yikes. Well, you you said, Charlie, that y'all were cheering at the Rocky movie. That's that's pretty rare. There's only been like three or four times that I've been at a movie theater and people actually reacted that way during or after a movie. Remember the Jack Nicholson movie, As Good As It Gets? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of that, that entire theater erupted in cheers and applause. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was one. Do you guys remember any of those? I mean, Where usually it's
0: it's a sports movie. It's something like Rudy or, you know, Rudy Feel Good <laughs> sports movie is when people but I don't think people do it as much anymore. Are you you kidding should. Me? We like, gotta bring that back.
3: Everybody like every Marvel movie I feel like I saw. Oh, for real? Well, and I was also I was on a big opening weekend kick, so I think oh. I was with the super fans. You so are- like the last uh, you know, uh that last Marvel, the last Avengers one, for sure.
0: Oh, by the time oh. we saw it, those nerds had already seen it like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: they, were, they were picking out the Easter eggs at that point. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll tell you one, and and you guys will be surprised by this, but man, the place went nuts. This was in 2012. I went on opening night, Friday night, the 7 o'clock showing for the Three Stooges movie. <laughs> uh, and I still... It, it was packed. <gasps> you still what?
0: Was that the one with Sofia Vergara?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And Will Sasso. <laughs> Kate And up Sean in. Hayes. Oh, my God. Well, it was, it was really good. They did a great job. They were so true to the originals, whatever. So it was a great movie, and it was a packed theater. I was in there by myself, and at the end of the movie, the place just like was on its feet, cheering and hollering and clapping. It was great
0: a whole different set of nerds
2: yeah it was a fan club (laughs) night (laughs) different kind of nerds and so then the following sunday i took my little girl to see it because i had gotten her this is when she was little and she played along with me not like now no yeah right so 2012 she was like four i guess um so i took her to see it that sunday and it was a completely different scene the the theater was not a quarter full and it was very quiet and when the thing popped up on the screen to start the movie, she goes, hey, Dad, this one's in color. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she
3: wasn't used to that with the Stooges. <laughs> Dad, nah. did you know they colorized these?
2: <laughs> she she didn't know that those were different guys from the ones that she had seen on TV. Aw. It was that... They did that good a job. If you haven't seen it, if you care anything about the Three Stooges, if you ever thought they were funny, you should watch that i think it's free on demand if you can find it or you can probably watch it on youtube 2012 the three stooges and they're they still might actually talking pay about, you
0: to watch it come on
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're still talking about doing a sequel the guys the actors are all in on it and the farley brothers were were talking about doing it but i don't know if it's going to happen it's been so many years since they were talking about doing that thing but god i wish they would so funny so funny, man. You guys haven't either one seen it, have you?
3: No. no. And I feel like I owe it to you to at least throw it a watch just so I can.
2: Yeah. But. E- even if you don't care about the Three Stooges at all, which I know you do. I know you both really, <laughs> really do. Oh, Secretly. yeah. But even if you don't, it's a funny movie. There's a lot of great, not just physical. There's a lot of, they, they bring in topical humor. There's some, uh. Really, you know, erudite stuff going on in there. It's very intellectual stuff.
3: Well, look at you, be using big words, really selling your point.
2: <laughs> Speaking of which, do you guys have any questions about the Three Stooges for me today? <laughs> you don't have to. I'm trying to think. Because um, oh. we did have that one dude. That one dude wrote in and said he wanted to hear more yeah. about the Three Stooges. So. Yeah.
0: Um, well, what kind of bowl did they use to get that perfect haircut?
2: Actually, there was no bowl. <laughs> When Mo was a small child, he had long, flowing, curly hair, and his parents never cut it because it was so beautiful. And he got picked on mercilessly by everybody in his Brooklyn neighborhood. And so his mother was also a part-time seamstress, so she had this big pair of shears sitting in her sewing, on her sewing table. And one day, he got tired of being picked on for his long hair, And he took the sewing uh, big shears, and he just cut all the way around, and that's what it ended up looking like. So he stuck with it as his comedy haircut later in life.
0: Okie dokie. I knew that you'd have an answer to that.
2: Yeah, what else you got?
0: (laughs) Maddie?
3: I was trying to find the thing that I sent you about that my wife sent me about Curly being a dog lover, and now I can't find it.
2: Well, that story was was full of hyperbole. It's true that he was a dog lover, but he certainly oh, didn't here. rescue five thousand dogs. Yeah, read that Whoa. story. Okay. In some part of it.
3: So, so, this this was going around on various uh, dog sites. So it says, typically having several dogs at any given time, Curly was known to come home often with strays he found along his travel travels. He would foster the strays until he was able to find new homes. It is estimated that Curly saved and rehomed more than five thousand dogs in his lifetime making him a man before his time with his humane concern for man's best friend. And the picture has, uh, there's a picture of him. There's two of them with him with dogs. And so I said, and she's like, is this true? And I was like, let me send it to the world's most expert on Three Stooges.
0: (laughs) We'll let you know.
3: And I sent it off to him. And (laughs) I just like, my favorite is my response back to her after I'd already asked Sean. It says, he said no, boo. (laughs) And then she has sad, sad face. And then he said, well, he said, he said he did love dogs, but the math doesn't add up. He said, and she says the internet is a dirty whore
2: liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, the internet is a dirty whore liar, That's but true. it's it's based in fact. But if you think about that, the guy died young, he and he couldn't take care of dogs in his last few years, so he would have been in financial shape to do that from the late 30s to the late 40s. So we're talking about. 10, 10 or 12 years at the most. So 5,000 dogs in 10 or 12 years. The math can't work. But that no, was such, the math can't work.
3: It was so odd to me that that would suddenly like of all things to suddenly become memeable or like mm-hmm. something that would pop up on a website. It's two pictures of Curly with dogs and then somebody writes about how he, I mean I'm glad and let me just say I'm glad it was that he was a huge dog lover and he was a great person. Because that would have been super sad if someone's like, he made hats out of all these dogs. He was known for his (laughs) dog hat collection.
2: He was known for his cruelty. (laughs) No, but. uh,
3: It was legendary.
2: (laughs) One of those dogs, one of those dogs in those pictures was named Shorty, by the way. And he did, he loved dogs and he kind of collected them as he went, but he never had that many. He also collected cars. He loved cars and he loved women he was married uh, <laughs> he collected he women,
0: collected <laughs> women. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah he was married a few times
3: see i want so, when I, when i'm dead and gone i want the i i want the thing the stories they tell of me to be like he was a, you know he was a great lover of of animals and sheltered and cared for all of them that's all i can hope is that people are telling fond stories of all the good i did in life
2: he was grumpy <laughs> he kept to himself didn't care for people much. Enjoyed online shopping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he watched movies while at work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Are you are you going out doing any extra shopping now that they've opened stuff up? I know some people have been super excited and going out. And Charlie, are you wearing your mask yet? Are you still so vain? Well, you probably think this song is about you. <laughs>
0: So two weeks ago, I had to go to a doctor's appointment, and they require that you wear a mask to come into the building. And once you check in, you have to go back to your car and wait until they're ready for you to come back for your appointment. So I was wearing a mask that day, and because I was out and about, I was going to get some other errands taken care of. So I continued to wear it that day. I haven't worn one since,
1: <laughs> so Come it's kind of
0: like if it's already on the agenda, yes. But I'm I'm just staying away from people. I mean, I'm being what, really.
2: What I'm telling you is you're you're part of the problem because when I walk in someplace and I'm wearing my mask, my comrades are also wearing masks, and you people are not wearing masks, and you're basically spitting in my face and saying <laughs> "screw you" and uh, screw you for caring is what you're so saying. So there's
0: team mask and there's team no mask. I yeah. feel,
3: well, there's uh, there's team mask, there's team no mask, and then there's team I don't give AF because that's the woman I saw the other day straight up eating her Flaming Hot Cheetos while shopping, licking her fingers in the store. And I'm like, oh, uh, honey, just gross. get it all in there.
2: No, bro. She's on team no mask. She's right in there with Charlie. It's the same thing. I think that. But I'm, yeah.
0: I I don't have a good mask, and I'm not. I'm not against it. Like if and if if there's a store that says you have to wear one to come in here, I will wear one. I'm not against it. I'm just not really super after it either.
2: You got to get in on it. You got to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Don't say screw you to me and my mask people.
0: I'm not, Come but on. I'm also not coming up close to you and talking you or touching you.
2: No, that's a cop-out. You got to do it. You got to put one on. Join us. Be part of the good side. Yeah. You know what's neat? You know what's neat about wearing a mask? And Charlie, um, just don't join in on this because you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mask talk. Talking masks. Yeah. Yeah. Here, mask people will know what we're talking about. <laughs> no. When you wear a mask and you've had it on for a good long while, like while you're walking the aisles doing your necessary shopping and you smell nothing but your own breath and you get a real good dose of your own breath. And then you get, well, wait, here's the payoff. Then you get back into your own car and you take the mask off and you get that first big whiff of fresh, your car smell. Isn't it neat how good your car smells?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I've noticed that too. Right after the store, like I've been in a store and I walk outside and I, I release my nose back into the fresh air and I'm like,
2: (gasps) ah, yes, not my mouth. (laughs) Smells so good. I really appreciate it so much. Like, in particular, the smell of the inside of my car, because I've gotten so used to it, I don't notice it anymore. But you wear that mask, and then you take it off, and it's like, OMG, I still have new car smell in here. All right, now, Charlie.
0: I'm more worried about your mouth hygiene, that it's really (laughs) that different.
2: You know about my mouth hygiene. You smell what my mouth smells like. Here, Here it goes, right here. Mm. Ooh, I got me a blast. Charlie,
3: no. can I put you down for $13.99, the Bon Jovi face shield washable reusable with activated carbon filter face cover? Boom. How many can I put you down for?
0: Heck yeah. I'd wear that. <laughs>
3: it's got the Bon Jovi logo on the front.
0: I've been saying I'm not anti-mask. I just am not real good at following rules.
3: Mm. <laughs> Uh, these people look really excited to have their super awesome Bon Jovi mask on. See, that's just the thing. Get,
2: hey, yeah, hey, just bro, get one. Get one. You get it, and I'll split it with you. How are we going right. to get it to her, though? It's not like we can hand it across the dang hall anymore, and she lives outside of you know this time zone. Well, <laughs> Do not. I think I've got her address. I'm not positive, but I feel like we can
3: find... <laughs> Oh, your wife
2: sent her a wedding
3: invitation, so she's yes. got it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, that this mask is unreasonable. It's a some weird goth leather face mask. You want that one too? Dude,
0: no,
2: no. <laughs> 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 Ooh, I can't wait till summertime. Oh, God knows though. Uh, don't even say new normal because by summertime, I hope we don't need masks anymore. But that trakini idea with the bikini and the matching mask—that's hot.
0: Yeah, there's a, a fashion designer in Italy, and she designs bathing suits, and she decided to make a bikini that has a matching face mask, hence the yeah. trikini. Yeah, I like it. So it's made out of the know. same material, and but, it matches, and then you got a little outfit on.
2: Yeah. I don't know why that's so hot.
0: Because it's a bikini.
2: No, it's not even that. I've heard I, other yeah, people talk about that.
3: There's something about the covering of the face that people have been talking about as kind of a... a it's something about where you can always see someone's eyes.
0: Yeah, what y'all decided I that that's hot?
3: No, yeah, I, yeah, I just I saw I, someone was talking about that recently on a podcast I was listening to, and they're saying about how how attractive women are with their face covered and just their eyes.
0: There like, are countries you can move to, and that's the norm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It has been for a long time.
3: Yeah, although I feel like. When you talk about meeting somebody and we're both wearing masks. It's like, you know, it's like hooking up with somebody on Halloween. And, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then you realize ah, oh, this, this or, might have been a bad call.
2: Or hooking up with somebody in a dark club, you know, and then you go out for uh, late night early morning breakfast in a bright waffle house. Right. Oops, what happened? Oh. Or, or
0: or the opposite of this, which is what you run into a lot with online dating, is you meet them wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And everybody looks hot in sunglasses.
3: (laughs) You know, and that's interesting because I will take, well, I don't know how to say this. Like, I think that eyes are super attractive. And so I think that in the case of someone's wearing sunglasses, like if she took off her sunglasses and had weird tiny little eyes that it might freak me out. Right. It's, that's
0: a thing. It's the thing, is that everybody looks hot in sunglasses and then they're they're tricky. When you take them off, you could have a wonky eye, you could have big buggy eyes, you could you know, it just <laughs> you could look completely different <laughs> than what people think. The beanie guys in beanies, that's also a tricky one. You can be fooled by the beanie.
2: Yeah. Why, because they're bald under there? Yes. Yeah, what's and baseball with that? caps.
0: Beanies oh, and baseball caps throw it off a lot.
2: Yeah, it's the Carlos Santana thing. What are they hiding under that hat all the time? Brent, what's uh, going on, Brett Michaels? Yeah. Oh my God! Don't even say it. You know what's well. <laughs> going on under there. Nice bandana, bruh. Right. All right, hey everybody, stay safe. Be on, be on the team. Mask. Don't. Uh, we're gonna get Charlie turned around and get a mask on her pretty face because it's the right thing to do. Don't be one of those people that I walk in the store and and swear at in my head.
0: Y'all Don't. send me that Bon Jovi mask and I will wear it all day long.
3: And stop eating. For the love of Lord, all that's good. Get your hands
2: out of your mouth, people.
0: Right, this is not, this is not acceptable normally. Really not with a mask yeah.
2: on. Cool. Well, I think that's your final thoughts. We just shared them. We did it, Brian. Yay. Hey, we'll plant you now and dig you later. We appreciate you. The Simon Says podcast, share it with a friend, rate it, leave a comment, do all those things that you do that we love it when you do them. And we'll see you next time. Be cool. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.